are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you with the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. If you checked out yesterday's show, you know that our buddy Matt Williamson is on vacation this week, so he's not here. Uh, Yesterday, I had Ray Garvin talking about Debbie. Today, I have another good friend in the fantasy football space. I've got Dan Myler. Uh, Dan is also the the co-host with me of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Uh, you hopefully have heard him over there, and you can find Dan on Twitter at dmyler22. Dan, how's it going? Going great, Ryan. Thanks a lot for having me. It's uh, I got some big shoes to fill here. Ray did a great job before me, and now uh, now I guess I got two pairs of shoes to fill, huh? Yeah, Ray did a great job. Matt's Matt shoes, eh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're we're missing Matt this week, of course. Uh, but but glad to chat with Ray yesterday, and glad to have you here. Like I said, both of you, both of you guys, good friends in this community, uh, and had Ray on to talk Debbie, and and I want to have you on to talk about uh, what I consider your specialty, which is auctions, uh, and and just like Debbie, a little bit more of a niche topic, not something we we get the chance to talk about much here on our show, but Dan, this is something you and I talk about all the time because. Those auction leagues are the ones that we really love. They're the ones that we participate in the most. And, and we've even done quite a few of those together. And, and I have to say, I'm, I'm just going to butter you up here. You've taught okay. me so much about, uh, about how to approach a dynasty auction, uh, the strategy behind it. And, and really, most of that has come down to the preparation for the auction. And that's exactly what I want to have you on here to chat about today. So we're going to talk dynasty startup auction prep. Uh, let's, let's get right into it. The first thing that you really just opened my eyes, blew my mind when we were planning uh, this, this auction together. I think this was two years ago, I believe, uh, that we were working on this team together. And you kind of said to me, this is what I do. I, I'm, I build this sheet. And it was a spreadsheet. You showed me an example. It was amazing. It was everything you need to know to be ready for that auction all in one place. So let's, let's kind of attack this conversation from the standpoint of uh, building that sheet, which is what you do for every startup auction you're in. Uh, just kind of give us an overview. What's, what's in this spreadsheet of yours? Well, uh, thanks for buttering me up. That sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) You make me sound a lot smarter than I am. I always joke, Ryan, and I think I've told you this before, that I don't think I'm smart enough to just walk into an auction room and, and win it. You know, I, I, I can't uh, I can't build a championship level team just off the off the cuff. I, I always need to out prep everybody else and that it sounds kinda goofy to some people to put in all that all that work beforehand, but when you're that prepared and when you really have a good feeling for what to expect and how much players should go for you get really comfortable inside the auction your bids uh you never get caught making a bid that you you really didn't want to 
uh, back up with part of your budget. Uh, and, and really, overall, you feel feel like you build a better roster. At least I do. And I think you do at this point as well. You mentioned the spreadsheet. That's where everything begins. And uh, I try to list everything that I could possibly need inside of a press uh, spreadsheet. Actually, before that, I probably uh, take a good hard look at the league settings, knowing my rules, the obvious stuff. It, it, it really isn't uh, just a, just something that we do in the auction space. You do this in every league, right? you you got to know how many teams are in the league and how many roster spots and your scoring settings and, and how big a starting lineup we're setting every single week. Once you get beyond that, uh, the the spreadsheet gives you a place to create a cheat sheet and you know start with a set of rankings and in the order of a dynasty value and then break those down by position and and do uh, do tiers inside of that. You also build a budget um, and create a place to track all the prices of every player or every asset that is in the auction. If you have that all in one organized space. Um, it, it makes it so much easier, and if you want to take it even farther, you can start tracking how much of, of the overall money is still available, what percentage of the money available you own. Uh, all those things are, are things that I've done over the years when I do my auction spreadsheets. Yeah, really, really good overview uh, there. Let's let's talk about some of the specifics okay. uh, of, of those things you mentioned, and I think you know, at this point, there there's so many resources out there. If you're in a startup draft, uh, obviously there's there's plenty of articles and podcasts and and YouTube videos. Uh, there, but there's rankings, there's ADP, and and I don't want to say drafts are are a lot easier than auctions, but yeah, I think that's probably the case at this point. You can print out that ADP from Dynasty League Football or, or the site of your choice. Even you could even rely on on the the ADP of the site, whether it's Sleeper or MFL, and and you can probably get by and, and build a, a decent team. Uh, you can't do that in auctions, uh, and part of that is there's just not as many resources out there. You, you can find some average auction values uh, based on uh, auctions that have uh, that have been completed, you know, on different sites. I don't know how reliable that is because sometimes it just comes down to to timing. So when you're when you're prepping, you talked about ranking and tiering players as as a big piece of this. What does that process look like for you? Like where do these rankings come from? Uh, and I, I don't know. I guess uh, are these your own rankings? Are you stealing ADP and and then making adjustments? What are you doing? It's it's a little bit of both, really, and and. It used to be that I simply made my own rankings based on how I feel about all the players inside of the settings of the league that we're preparing for. But as you and I have um, worked on these sheets and together in the leagues that we co-own together, uh, you've kind of opened my eyes just a little bit that it, it might be better to steal that ADP, look at the most recent ADP for the league settings that you're using, uh, create your rankings based on that, and then tiering out each player by position based on that ADP and that number, because that's more of the market value rather than your personal value. So what we do now is is pretty much go to dynastyleaguefootball.com, uh, we have a really cool tool over at DLF that gives you ADP based on the uh, on your league settings. Uh, you can you can put in how many teams and if it's super flex and all those fun things, and it'll spit out an ADP for you. And then all the players that are very closely ranked in AD, in overall ADP, 
create those tiers for you. And then after that, you start targeting players inside of that ADP. And we, we simply do that, Ryan, by bolding a name. And that works really well for us. We want to make sure to, we have the proper amount of money available when that player comes up for auction. So you've got your tiers. Again, that, that mainly comes from ADP. We, we like to adjust a little bit, but... So far, this this seems very very doable for you know for for a brand new auction uh, player or or you know just someone who maybe hasn't put this level of prep in uh, to an auction before. Uh, Dan, when we come back from the break, I want to ask you about budgeting because I know that's that's maybe the most important thing to prep for an auction. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action as well. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs for the playoff. Head to the website or use your mobile device, very easy, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. 50%. You're going to use our locked on, locked on promo code, locked on, all one word, all caps, 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are back. We've got Dan Myler from Dynasty League Football with us today. We're talking about prepping for a Dynasty startup auction. Uh, before the break, Dan talked about a, a spreadsheet he creates that really is is his Bible for every single auction that he takes part in. Uh, obviously, uh, that starts with league settings, knowing your rules. That That's going to impact the way you rank players. That's going to impact uh, the budget you create. And that's what I want to ask you about now, Dan, is what does that budget look like? Uh, you know, whether you're starting with 200, 400, 1,000, whatever the total amount uh, that you might have, are you putting percentages on positions? Are you, uh, are you assigning dollar amounts? What, what does that budgeting process look like? Well, the, with the more experience you get doing these auctions you get a pretty strong feel for how much money is going to be spent on the the top players that are available in an auction typically uh, you don't see a whole lot of players going for more than 20 percent of a specific team's budget so if you have a thousand dollar budget it's rare that people that a play a specific player would go for more than 200. Sometimes they leak over that in super flex leagues. You see guys like Patrick Mahomes and CMC go for over to 20%, but that that's just kind of a starting point. And depending on where you, which season you're looking at and how, how much uh, specific players dominate all of our rankings and all of our big cheat sheets, uh, you kind of work up and down from that point. Um, my, my, strategy or the way I build this budget is really, really kind of boring, really easy to do. I, I simply write down all the starting positions uh, on my on my cheat sheet that I made one after another, whether it's nine, 10 or 11 starting positions put in by position. So it'll go quarterback, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, flex, 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 tight end, so on and so forth. And then fill out the rest of the roster spots with a with a bench spot. 
Uh, sometimes I put bench slash QB to indicate I want my third, second or third quarterback in that spot and make sure I hit that. But for the most part, I just list the starters and then the bench spots, uh, put a number, at a dollar amount next to each position based on how I'm feeling I want to attack that auction, and that should add up to the total amount of budget that every team or every franchise has in the auction. It sounds it sounds kind of easy. It is pretty easy. You can really guess. You, you don't have to be a pro when it comes to building your first budget because it's something that's very, uh, very editable as you move on throughout the auction. It's going to be something you change regularly as you make adjustments and, and kind of change your philosophy as you see auctions end. I think one thing I've noticed both in participating in auctions and and really just uh, I guess tracking other auctions even some that I'm I'm not involved with it, it seems like some dynasty managers almost assign uh, too big of a percentage to their bench uh, and I think one thing that is is easy to overlook or or maybe just um, something we don't realize going in is that you're going to have such values. By the end of the auction, you're going to get players, uh, especially those bench players, for a dollar or two dollars. You know, we're talking about small percentages. Um, so sometimes I see budgets with a, a quarterback one, $25, quarterback two, $15. And I guess it's not usually that spread out. It's not usually that yeah, that, that evenly distributed, I guess. We're, we're going to see some vast differences. Is that fair? Yeah, you're going to see more than 75% of the dollar spent spent across the first five or six rounds worth of players. So, you know, your, your top, your first round players are all going to be close to that 16 to 20%, sometimes 22 or even 25% in the case of those super flex leagues with Mahomes or especially the last couple of years with uh, Christian McCaffrey being the obvious number one pick in, in most drafts. So uh, those numbers will, will fluctuate between that 16 to, to 22 range. And after that, it it's like, 12 to 15 and then 10 to 12. And, and, and that's a, by the time you get through the fifth round, tearing everything down like that, you're, you have spent upwards of 80, maybe 85% of the total allocated budget for all teams involved in the auction. So you, you make a good point that too many times uh, we, we put too much money or, or expect to spend too much money on our bench players. Your, your point about spending $1 on a bench player, you know, a lot of, a lot of first time auction players will expect to, Oh, I'll try to get a guy for a buck at the end. And then there'll be a two and a three and a seven and a nine and a 12 and a 16. And they work their way up when really in all honesty, most, it should be one, 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 two, 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 three, three, three dollars And that should you know, make up a majority of your bench. And, and honestly, if you're going into it that way, it's so much easier to move money down to your bench when you save money with your starters and your primary bench guys uh, than it is to do it the other way around because too often we all get stuck with money and then no players to spend it on. Yeah, that's that's the worst feeling. Uh, so you, you talked about uh, basically putting a dollar amount on those those players that you want. Not necessarily names, but positions. You want to spend this amount at your quarterback, your running back, wide receiver, and tight end spots. 
but this was another thing that uh, when I saw you go through this that first time as we were partnering up for this league, I, I was blown away. You actually go through every single relevant player and assign that dollar amount. And sometimes that might be based on average auction value. If you can find that, as I said, sometimes it's hard to find. Uh, sometimes it's hard to rely on, even if you do find it. Uh, but a lot of times you're just pulling those numbers based on your experience, based on your overall budget. Again, how many teams are in the league? How many total dollars are there? And that's ultimately one thing I don't think many people really pay attention to, or they don't think about it that way. They just think about their thousand dollars to spend not that there's twelve thousand dollars across the entire league right and when there is twelve thousand dollars available i try to have and and if there's 30 man rosters that would create a oh quick math uh 360 players in a 12 team lead that have to be ranked with a dollar amount next to them right um the easiest way, and it's hard at the beginning, it's difficult at the beginning to find it, is to go out in the community and try to find an auction that has recently happened that has similar settings, and you can you can really steal those numbers. The, the, the top quarterback got $304 in this auction. Whoa, wow, that's, that's impressive. Whoever I have at number one, I'm going to put 304 next to them. And then work my way down. Whoever was the quarterback five, in according to money spent in that auction, I would put next to my fifth rank quarterback, and so on and so forth. And that should all add up to the twelve thousand dollars that's available to everybody. And if it does, then while the auction is happening, Ryan, this is this is the main point of of doing the exercise. You get a feel for how players are are valued perpendicular to one another. You, you know that, okay, if the quarter, if the wide receiver six goes for $180 and the wide receiver and the wide receiver sevens now on the board, they're in the same tier. I should expect them to be similar. Well, I had them ranked similarly. I had a price tag that was similar to them. How does, how does wide receiver six's uh, final price compared to what I have in my budget? Should I be bidding that much? And you move on from there. It's it's really an easy thing. And it, again, it's fluid. It's something that's going to change and you're going to realize, oh, well, in that auction that I stole these numbers from, the the quarterback one was Patrick Mahomes. And clearly there were two guys in that room that really, really wanted him. And he went for more than even 25%. He went for 30%. That's not necessarily going to happen. Maybe I'll move a little bit of room around, uh, move a few of these dollars around. And you might even do that while you're preparing Take that 300, turn it to 240, and then move that money around inside the quarterback position and in other places. And if you do that enough, I've found, Ryan, you really get a good feel for the next time you're in a startup how to correlate that money or, or, or spread that money around all the available players. You hinted there at making some, some mid-auction adjustments. That's mm-hmm. exactly what we're going to finish up with uh, after this break. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, in a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever. 
you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how, do you, how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. That's locked on, two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's really into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars. Some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around, to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugars, and 5 grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream? Only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED15, all one word, and you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Dan, we are back. We're talking Dynasty Startup Auction Prep. You're you're kind of taking us through uh, this, this spreadsheet that you create to help you help you get ready to dominate that, that, that auction draft that you're in. Uh, you've gotten most of the way through it. You talked about obviously focusing and paying early attention to the league settings, ranking and tiering those players. That uh, largely comes from ADP, and you make it, some adjustments from there. You talked about creating that budget, assigning uh, individual values to every single relevant player, making sure that matches uh, the total number of players that will be rostered by the end of the auction, which is uh, another thing I, I think often goes overlooked, but is very important. Uh, so let's let's finish up here with uh, choosing targets. You kind of hinted at this earlier as well. You you said it sometimes it's as simple as uh, just making a player bold in that spreadsheet or, or highlighting them. That's that's a guy I want to go after. 
but obviously, you know, no matter how great your plan is, it, it's going to change once the auction starts. So uh, first I want to ask you, you had that number on that player. I, I know Trey Lance is, is one of your favorites mm-hmm. this, this draft season. So you go into that auction, you want Trey Lance, you expect him to be a certain amount. Let's say it's $100. What happens when the other guy, the other girl in, in the league really wants Trey Lance as well, and, and now he's, he's going above that? How flexible are you with those specific prices that you, you've put on a player, especially if it's one that you were planning to target? Well, it, it really depends on what part of the draft or right, what part of the auction, how deep into the auction you you are. If a guy like Trey Lance probably getting nominated relatively early, we talked about building that budget and moving that money around, and I have that $100 spot that I'm thinking Trey Lance for. In my case, because I like him so much, I might have a $120 spot for him, you know, if I expect him to go for 100 And then when I get him for 100 I can move that 20 around my, my budget. Hopefully that happens early enough that I can capitalize somewhere else. If it happens, I've already got a couple of bargains. I got a couple of guys on my roster that I feel good about and have spent a big, big portion of my money. Uh, that's a little bit more difficult to move the money around. But, but really, the budget is what's going to tell you how flexible you can be. If you have, if you have three or four guys on your roster, and maybe you went over your budget a couple times already, and have moved that money inside the budget around. To, to the point where you feel like you're going to be pulling on the purse strings just a little bit just to just to get through and get a team that you're you're you know fine going to battle with every Sunday then maybe it's harder to extend that budget to add Trey Lance as your as your quarterback or your developmental guy uh, if if you have done well or if it's early enough in the auction you'll feel pretty easy moving that uh, wide receiver three money a little bit. Maybe, maybe you had $20 there. Well, we can make that 12 or 13 or 15 to get those few extra dollars to, to go get the big name that we really want in the auction. Yeah. And that's, this is, this is yet another thing that, that you, you've done that, that has taught me a lot. And when you're saying you're moving money, just, just for the listeners, if, if you're taking notes and I hope you are here, you're literally going back into that spreadsheet and you're adjusting your pre-auction uh, budget and, and your balances. So you're, uh, if Trey Lance costs you 120 instead of 100, you're finding that extra 20 dollars somewhere. You know, just like uh, just like you might have to do in in your household budget. If if something comes up, if there's some type of emergency, you've got to find that money, and you're taking from something else you were planning on on spending or on on buying and moving that money around. It's the same thing uh, here because we do have that, we've got that set budget. Of course, sometimes you can trade for more if if things get really desperate. I guess that's like getting a loan maybe. Um, <laughs> so, so Dan, just give us a little bit more about what you're doing during the auction. You've talked about making the adjustments, uh, but you're, you're not just paying attention to your team. You're looking at every other roster and, and how much money they've got left uh, as well. Is that right? Yeah, we, we definitely have to do that. Um, on top of that, in the, on that tiered rankings that we created before, we, we have a, 
we have a column next to every name where we put the final price of every single player so we can track that as we go. Then we also know exactly how much money, but based on that, there's a total at the bottom that correlates over to the right side where it, it has all the dollar amounts added up together and all the money that was available at the beginning of the auction, uh, how much money we have available at this point, and it gives us a percentage of the current money available. Now, if you start an auction, a 10-team league, for instance, everybody has 10%. A 12-team league, it's just over, under 9%. Uh, if you're ever sitting in that auction at, at 20 or 30 or even 40 or 50%, you know you can dominate that auction, and, and you, that will that will affect what kind of decisions you make moving along. Now, as far as those adjustments go and changing that budget and changing uh, the expected money spent on specific players, as long as everything always adds up correctly, you should be a step ahead all the time. You should be able to at least anticipate what the entire room in general will do. Uh, looking over those rosters and, and keeping good track of every auction that ends will put you in a position to late in the auction when you're, when you're looking for those $1 and $2 players uh, you should be able to get the guys you want, whether you have the most money or are in the middle of the pack. Yeah, great points there. I know we recently uh, participated in a startup auction, and because we were tracking that, uh, we realized a, a huge chunk of the money is gone. We're, we're two days into this auction, and 70% of the money is gone. So mm-hmm. we had we had kind of saved at that point, and... Uh, that that told us when we needed to pounce and start spending and and take advantage of uh, of some of those deals. And that's when we we really started highlighting more guys on the spreadsheet and then even starting to put a few of the names in our budget. These are the targets for this spot in the budget. There's three or four names and we want to make sure to get one of them for $20. And when we got them for 18, we moved two more dollars to the $15 spot in our budget. So we, we continued to do that. You know, we've learned so many lessons in all these auctions, Ryan, we could, we could probably spend another whole show on actually executing this game plan. And, you know, but the one thing I did want to say for all the listeners before we get out of here, before, uh, before we move on is when it comes to execution, um, the first players in an auction seem to be the biggest values so often. We see it time and time again. I would say in 75, 80, maybe even 90% of auctions, the very first player that is nominated or the very first player that ends is the best bargain at the end of the auction because everybody else who didn't do this work, they are waiting to see what the market brings. We we know what the market should bring, so we should be aggressive on the very first day or the first hours yeah, of we, we don't always do that we haven't always done that <laughs> yeah we've made a couple mistakes we're, we're still learning too uh, i would just say it's kind of one lesson or one takeaway we we talked earlier in the show about ranking and tiering those players and, and this is why the tiers are so important you do not want to get caught chasing that last player in a tier mm. uh, because that's that's when you have situations like i don't know like a uh, let's like joe burrow ends up uh, going for more than Patrick Mahomes because he he was the last QB one. He was the last young quarterback that that we wanted to chase, and uh, things like that happen in every single auction. Uh, and, and you don't want to you know you don't want to be the victim of that. Absolutely, you know the even worse. You mentioned Burrow. At least you got a young guy. 
you know, what if that happens at the running back position and you paid more for Zeke than you than you could have for uh, a, a rookie running a guy like uh, a guy like Clyde Edwards Alaire or Jonathan Taylor or somebody like that? Yep. Uh, those, those really yep, feel absolutely. Bad. Dan, great stuff talking about dynasty startup auction prep. Thanks so much for joining us. That is it for today's show. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL. Follow Dan at dmyler22. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.